In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we celebrate a dogma of our faith, the Immaculate Conception. It is a dogma wherein we believe that through a singular privilege and grace from God, that from the very moment that Mary was conceived in the womb of her mother, St. Anne, that Mary was preserved from every taint of original sin. It's a countercultural belief because by professing that Mary was preserved from the weight of sin, we simultaneously imply a belief that the rest of us, that every single one of us, is flawed, is sinful. Now, the readings today are meant to give us a bit of a juxtaposition between two women. In the book of Genesis, we see the first woman, Eve. We don't get the full story in our reading, but we know the story. Adam and Eve are both placed in the garden, and they're placed there sinless, aren't they? They're sinless, but they have the freedom to choose. And God hands over to them the entirety of the garden. Everything is theirs. Everything except the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. God commands them not to eat of this tree because to do so would cause their death. So God hands over to them everything good, and he restricts from them only that that would cause them harm. But the fallen angel, the enemy, Satan, enters the scene, and he lies to the woman. He tells her that God is afraid of an equal, and that if they were to eat of this fruit, they would be like God. And so Eve gives in. She follows her own desires instead of the desire of God. And Eve and Adam both die. And thus sin enters the world. In the gospel, we're again faced with another woman, Mary. And like Eve, Mary is placed in the scene without sin. And with everything in her grasp, that is for good. And to that woman, an angel also comes this time with an invitation from God, an invitation which Mary is free to accept or to deny. God doesn't take away Mary's freedom. And this invitation will not come without personal difficulty to Mary, but unlike Eve, Mary is receptive to the will of God. She trusts that God will never ask anything of her which would not be for her ultimate good. And so not knowing all the details... And not understanding how any of this is even possible, Mary says yes to God, and she reverses the no of Eve. Now, we live in a culture today that exalts the individual. And our notion of freedom today is one that says that a man or a woman is only free unless they can literally do anything they want to do without restriction. No one likes being told what to do. And we live in a time where anyone who seems to be telling you that you can't do something or that you should do something else, that that person is your enemy, that it's weak and passive to say yes to someone else when you have your plan and your own desire for some momentary pleasure. Tradition has it that when the angel of light, Lucifer, chose to reject God and become the enemy that we now call Satan, Tradition has it that his parting words to God were non-serviam, I will not serve. Satan found it more desirous that he should reign as king of his suffering 
in hell than to serve God in the perpetual joy of heaven, than to serve the will of a God who loves each of us as if we were the only person in all creation, who asks nothing of us except that which is for our most perfect good. The Bible and all of human history is the story of God telling the human race over and over that the choices we're making are going to bring us nothing but harm and death and destruction and sadness. And then human stubbornness steps in, and we say that we have the better way. You can think about a little child who's playing around the stove while his mother cooks, and he keeps reaching up to the hot stove, and the mother keeps pushing the hand away. Right? She's telling him, don't do that. It's going to burn you. But what does the child do? Right? He keeps doing it again and again and again. And finally, he touches the stove, and he's burned. See, some of us never get past that. Some of us never get past childish stubbornness. Some of us can never get out of our own ego and realize that it isn't passive, it isn't weak, it isn't servitude to say yes to the right decision. Even if that decision means saying no to something we desire to begin with. The Greek philosopher Epiclatus says, no one is free who is not master of himself. There is no worse slavery than to have no control over your desires. People like that end up losing everything, everything meaningful to them. They lose their spouses, their families, their friends, their jobs, everything, because they can never put something in front of themselves. And we celebrate today a woman who, without ever losing an ounce of her freedom, placed the entire salvation of humanity in front of her own temporary enjoyment. Now, we know because of the sort of woman that Mary was, we know that her desire was always to please God. But we can also imagine that Mary had envisioned a future for herself which was very different from the one she agreed to in this brief encounter with Gabriel. Mary put all of that behind her because she knew that what was being asked of her was right. And that if it was right, it was the best decision, regardless of what the decision required of her. Now, we can step in with the argument that, oh, Mary had this blessing from God. Mary was sinless. Mary didn't have the struggles we have. But think about the story with with Eve. God gave both Eve and Mary everything they needed to make the right decision. Everything they needed to be holy. Everything they needed to be great. And God has not deprived us of anything that we need to be great. Let me say that again. God has not deprived you of anything that you need to be great. He has and he will continue to give you everything that you need. People, opportunities, choices, places, whatever you need. God puts all of those things in your life so that you can choose good. But he gives you that choice. God is not interested in taking away your freedom. No less than a mother is interested in controlling her child by telling him not to touch the stove. But there are some children who, in their stubbornness, will leave their hand on the burner, even though it hurts, because they want to appear to be strong. They want to appear to be in control. And how ridiculous is that, right? How ridiculous is it that some people would rather suffer in their own stupidity than to listen to the voice of reason? 
even less than to listen to the voice of God, who desires nothing more than our good. There is no worse slavery than to have no control over yourself. No one forced Mary to do anything. Mary chose what was being asked of her because she knew it was the right decision, not only for her, but for everyone. The deadliest sin is pride. Pride pushes us into all other sins. The church fathers call it the mother of all vices. In the words of St. Augustine, it was pride that changed angels into devils. It is humility that makes men as angels. May our mother, the Immaculate Conception, teach her by her receptivity in her life to receive the calling of God that he's asking of us and to accept it joyfully and with confidence in our Father's love for us. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.